0: All right, so we are live, and today we're going to be going over quick rants. So really, there's going to be three shows. We're going to have book reviews, we're going to have quick rants, and then we're going to have long-form podcasts. And the quick rants are really the things that I think of throughout the day or in the morning as I'm going on my run, my bike, my swim, whatever the case is, is that I kind of get zoned in. And I look around and I say, this is a good podcast. How do I apply this to my life? So, Today, it's going to be about gaining back habits, okay? So for me, my habits for the last two years, they haven't been good, all right? And there's a lot of people that actually fall in that range. I got a lot of DMs that say, hey, listen, I appreciate that first show that you did when you came back. I appreciate that you're putting out more content. I appreciate you're actually going to be doing YouTube videos and all that other jazz. And the reason being is that COVID wasn't ideal for a lot of people, all right? Myself, I went to, as I said in the first show, belly of the whale. To come out of the belly of the whale, it's a lot of growth. And it's a lot of growth that you already previously had. So for me, previous fitness levels were at an extreme level in 2019. You know, it was, it was I was able to run marathon after a 112, 112 mile bike and a swim. That's crazy. To me, I never thought I would be able to do that, but. The problem is, is that three years later today, I'm not able to even come close or even hold a candle to the fitness that I had. I wrote it on my Instagram that I'm going to be doing rants about on my triathlon handle. So it's cb.try, cb.try. And as I wrote in there is that it's a little disappointing to have people pass you that to be honest, in 2019 would have come nowhere near it. Okay, I would have been passing them. So there's two things that I thought of this morning, is that I have to be looking towards the long-term goal instead of just, I'm getting past. my heart rate is higher than I want, my pace is two minutes slower than what it would be in 2019. These are astronomically bad feelings, honestly, to be having when you have a race in a month and a half. A really big one in July, and then an ultimate goal. It's something that I'm going to be putting up on my Instagram. Is that I had this this epiphany, whatever you want to call it, at Tony Robbins in the fall, and I said, "Hey, listen, you know what I'm going to do? I want to. I want to. I, I had it, and then it went away, and that was it. And I didn't think about it for months, until honestly about a week ago." And it was the epiphany of going to the world championships and triathlon world championships and actually qualifying for it. To do that, I have to be in, I have to be one of the best in the world, okay? That's like, you have to be extremely good at all three sports. And to be honest, it's something that I'm even thinking about, like I I did the calculator math of what do I have to swim, pace, what do I have to bike, and what do I have to uh, run? And what does this have to do with habits is that what I noticed for myself is I don't want to blame that I didn't have anything on the calendar because I did have something on the calendar. But if I know that I'm going to have something on the calendar like maybe Kona, so Kona is where the world championships are, and that's a far out goal, I'm able to actually reverse engineer to this morning where people are passing me. And to be honest, in 2019, I would probably have a max of a dozen, honestly, all summer past me because of my pace, I was running really fast. But when you have almost a dozen pass you this morning, you, me, I have to look at the ultimate goal. So this is what it is about showing up. Showing up is not about the outcome of that run, okay? And it sounds easy because the outcome is I approached this pretty girl, she rejected me. I went to the gym and I wasn't able to do the bench press that the buddy to my left was doing or this guy to, to the left was doing or I don't have as much money as my friend, okay. That, that for me was a huge one and still is, is that I have a lot of buddies financially, way more financially secure, they have kids, they have houses, they own in very wealthy areas of Connecticut or upstate New York or Westchester, New York, and I'm nowhere near that. And it's easy to compare, okay. So the title essentially is how to keep a habit. This is what I found out this morning. There has to be two things, at least for me, I wanted to share it for you. There must be some long-term goal. For me is that why do I wanna make money? Why do I want to show up to work? Why do I wanna be in shape? I'll answer them all right now. The first is I wanna show up at work to make money, to have the freedom to when I actually get married and have kids okay? I don't want to be struggling. I don't want to be stressed out about money and all that other jazz when I'm married and have kids. I also want to be the best version of myself so I can get the quality of woman that I want and deserve. When it comes to exercising, when I'm getting past or when I went to the pool in the last week, is my pace is terrible. But I noticed that the long-term goal is going to be Kona. And that's so far out there okay even getting married i'm not even dating anyone like yes i'm going on dates and things like that but it's not like i'm dating someone and we're on our way to get married and on the way to have kids is that that that's so far out there okay so the first thing is and tony robbins actually this is what triggered the 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 thought okay in the fall about kona and kona is the world championships is that he, he just asked a question and then stopped talking. He said, what do you want? What do you want? Seriously, what do you want? Okay, most people are just walking around the world blindfolded to actually what do they want? They're just waking up and just doing the same bullshit. I noticed that every philosophy and religion in the world talks roughly about the same thing, and I'll probably do another rant about this, is know thyself." Know thyself. I can't scroll through Instagram because I get so fired up at all the nonsense that's going on when it comes to health. Like anything flies. When it comes to money, anything flies. Spend as much money as you want or relationships, do whatever you want. It's all chaos, you know, when in fact, the Jocko Willick is that discipline equals freedom. You have to be fenced in. So I have to fence myself in on my habits, knowing my long-term goals. So I fence myself in on food. I don't buy anything at the store that I don't want back at my apartment or back at my office where I am right now. Because if it's back in my office or if it's back in my apartment, I'm gonna eat it. Perfect example is that I need, so I'm fleshing out my body right now from two years of abuse to go to baseline and then build up my gut, build up my microbiome, and and go get up from there. So perfect example is about half an hour ago. The easiest way I could have went to Whole Foods, because my salad places were closed, they close at 5. But when I was rolling around Whole Foods, I'm looking around, people are just shoving things in their carts, and I said, listen, I I need something quick. I need something small. I could have easily went for the carb bar, the bar that has healthy carbs in it, but I know if I have that, it's gonna probably disrupt my sleep. I know myself that if I buy it, I'm probably gonna eat it. So I had to get something healthy. And the reason being is that after a certain amount of time, I can't eat anything without it disrupting my sleep. I also know that if I have something that is sugary, it doesn't really go well with my system. So though it tastes good, it doesn't go well with my system. Is Half of the battle in habits is not screwing yourself up. So to the title and to the thumbnail, you must actually spend... Silence. I'm I'm reading The Comfort Crisis right now. It's an excellent book, highly reviewed on Amazon. And the section I got through last night was talking about boredom, and it was a whole section about boredom. And that we don't have periods of boredom anymore at all. And ironically enough, is that if you speak with any scientist or any philosopher or any inventor back in the day, is they would take. 15, 20-minute walks, and that's when their best thinking was. And what I noticed is that if you cannot sit in your own thoughts, that is the first place to sit and actually contemplate why I can't, because there's something diabetically wrong that you need to work out, Okay, whether it's anxiety about now, the future, it's your job. And ironically enough is that, as he said in the book, is that boredom, when you're bored, it's good. We always thought boredom was bad, but boredom is good because it will actually trigger you to take action, or it will have you discover where you need to take action. And honestly, in my boredom, I made my biggest decisions, like leaving my financial job in 2009, not knowing what I was gonna do. I was bored with my roommate and we're watching the Islander game, and he worked with me at the time, and I was just thinking about him like, I don't wanna go to work tomorrow. And it wasn't like, I don't wanna go to work tomorrow, but I'm gonna go the following day. I kinda just said, I don't wanna go at all. (laughs) And it was not the best time in the world, 2009. Eight million people didn't have jobs, four million people were in foreclosure, and at that time of boredom, though I was with a guy that was fun and engaging, and I was watching the Islander game, and I'm a big hockey fan, is that was when I made a big decision where I said this isn't this is this isn't it you know like what I'm doing right now is not it and I'll give you in the, in the book they go over an example is that the, this this husband was sitting and staring at the ceiling I think he was just decompressing the wife walks in and true story and she just says what's wrong you know why why aren't you that, that that's how wrong society is about boredom is that. Someone can't just sit by themselves without being distracted that someone says, something's gotta be wrong. Something's gotta be wrong. You can't just sit there. So the first step, if you don't know yourself, is to eliminate as much as you can that you know is bad. For me, I, can't, I literally cannot even do comedy anymore because comedy talks about politics. And I just, just I, it's not adding to my life at all. Number one. Number two is, I can't scroll through really any social media. Number three is when it comes to food is that I have to make the decision at the place that I'm buying it. Because if I buy it, I'm gonna eat it. And that's all inclusive of everything, liquids and solids. So knowing yourself is really the step I didn't talk about, but having an idea of who you want to become is so crucial in all areas of your life what is the amount of money you want to make you know it, it it may not even be a figure but what is the 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 feeling or the comfort level you want to have where you don't think about it or you live in a cabin and having passive income whatever the case is what's the relationship status what does she look like how is she and then the third and clearly is the baseline is health so got to have the idea and then the third is show up And the easiest way that I do this, and I'll leave it on this, I know I said quick rant, but these are gonna be just like, oh, this is gonna be beneficial for people. This morning, it was cold, it was a little bit drizzy here in the city, I didn't wanna wake up, I didn't wanna do it, the run, and I just said, you know what, I'll just do half the run. And ironically enough is that when you start, I know you're just, I know you've already heard this, and most people say, okay, yeah, tell me something new. I can't tell you how easy this is to trick yourself. Just tell yourself, I'm gonna go to the gym and do one rep and leave. I'm just gonna put on my shoes and walk outside and do five minutes of running. Whatever the case is, is that is the only way to trick yourself because if you see something that is so monumentally challenging, say it's a 50 minute run, a 30 minute run, and you're not used to that, your body's gonna say, You're tired. Go back to sleep. Do it tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Do something else. Because your mind knows what works. Your mind knows you better than you. So it's going to tell you hey, listen, bozo, I know you. And the easiest way to have you not go on your run is to tell you it's cold, it's raining. Do it tomorrow. You're tired. You're worth it. You deserve it. Your mind knows you. your mind knows all the excuses. And then there's always that A-bomb, atomic bomb excuse that works on 90% of the population and it's different for each person, okay? And if you can get through that, you're gonna be running. And the reason I say that is that I look at, I look at Kona, so I'll give you two goals that I have. Kona is a physical feat that I really wanna do. And it's good, it literally will be monumental. Uh, training block that I just don't even know. (laughs) It's going to be like 20 to 23 hours of training per week on top of work. So it's going to be at least, you know, 70 hour weeks for six to seven months and hopefully qualify, you know, it's going to be insane. The second is work. At work, I want to I want to do sales of one billion dollars and one billion dollars selling real estate of one billion dollars, not income of one billion dollars. That'd be nice, but to be honest, I don't really care about work enough to make a billion dollars. That's not really my thing. But that is so monumental because I am so not even near either of these things. You know, I I came in like forty third out of like eighty in my out of my age group at my last triathlon. When I have to become I have to come in first or second to qualify for Kona. That is a lot of slots that I gotta jump. One billion dollars in real estate sales. There's only about, I don't know, 50 companies in the whole world, maybe 60 companies in the whole world that are doing that. It's a big figure, okay? But it essentially makes me say, okay, this one email I'm sending right now could possibly add to that. It's the domino effect and then obviously showing up. Hope this helps. I'm gonna be doing quick rants. I'm gonna be doing the podcast. I'm gonna be doing uh, a couple other things on here because I just see it as beneficial, the legacy. If you like it, share it, comment. Compare yourself to who you were yesterday and not who others are today. Never compare yourself to others, by the way. I'm still comparing myself to others I got a buddy of mine who does 400 to $500 million worth of real estate sales, okay? I can't compare myself to him because he's 10 years older, he lives in New Jersey with a family, and there's a lot of things that I would want different in my life than he's doing. And you don't know their backstory, you don't know what's going on in their life. You don't know about any of the hiccups or maybe they're going through a bankruptcy. Maybe, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk out of nowhere posted a photo of him and his girlfriend. And it's like, what, where did the, he- what, who, huh? Where did that come from? I thought you were married with kids. And it's kind of one of those things. You have no idea what anyone's going through at all behind the scenes. I'm a perfect example. Nobody for two years knew what I was going through for two years drinking. So it's one of those things that on the surface, you're comparing them to a number or to a relationship or to financial. But to be honest, I don't know. I've worked with some very wealthy people in New York City worth bank statements in cash of over $30 million. Cash, over $30 million. And yeah, they had a lot of money and people would be like, oh wow, they have a lot of money. But to be honest, uh, marriage was a little on the shaky side. And to be honest, they weren't in the greatest shape. So it's like, are you Steve Jobs and you create this incredible company, but you happen to pass away early because of the stress and all the years of just turmoil on your body and disease takes over. And as he says in his quote on his deathbed, you don't take any of the money into the afterworld or afterlife, whatever you believe in. So... Anyway, Chris, good to see you as well. Any questions, let me know, and I will be back on Thursday morning for the Long Form Podcast. Have an amazing day. Talk to you guys soon.